Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I have OCD anxiety, which is kind of can be a good, I'm going to soften you up here. It can be a good thing, right? It makes, yeah. you, it makes you more thorough, more careful, and you follow and you worry about things, and it makes you very compulsive and very, very thorough. I'm getting me try to open up so, right now. So, like, you're right. I do have OCD, Dr. <laughs> Drew. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. After Dark. We appreciate you all being here and sending in those emails at drfdark at gmail.com and the voice messages at 818-253-1693. And uh, let's get right to my guest. It is none other than Louis J. Gomez. Thank you, Louis, for being here. Cheers. Host of Legion of Skanks, very famous, very well-known podcast. Is that the one you're uh, doing down in the lower East Village? Uh, so, well, we do it. Uh, we have it live at the Stand Comedy Club uh, in Union Square every yep. Monday night, and then we also do it a second one. It's either in the studio or on Zoom. Or, um, but uh, I, I run a podcast network that has a, a studio in the East That's Village. Gas? Called, yeah, yeah, Gas Digital. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's great. Legion of Skanks is great. I don't know how much. Uh, you know, crossover fan base we have, Dr. <laughs> Drew and Legion of Skanks, but this is, you know, a meeting of the minds. Finally, it happened. Now this we're going to bring those worlds together. It's amazing. It, I'm it, sure people are very excited about it, this. It is about to, I, I bet there is a certain, if you were, it was for a Venn diagram, there'd I'm be a sure. certain crossover oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. some people. So here we are. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm loving Austin so far. What an amazing studio you guys have here. I'm fucking jealous. Yeah. This is amazing. Like is... I I walk in, I think I own a podcast network, and then I yeah. realize that I am a failure. Well, well, but first of all, that's New York. Everyone's everything small, no, dude. Right? I'm gonna burn this place down. This is making me furious, dude. I literally had confidence before I walked in today. This is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an expression of envy. Envy writ loud. No, it's not. I'm envy. telling you, I'm going to end this. That's this what crazy. I'm saying. That's where that comes from. Envy makes you want to destroy the things that other people have. That's really amazing. Congratulations <laughs> to everything that your mom's house studios are doing, because this is really impressive. And very, also, very it's very not going to last very long, because Lewis is going to burn it down. Yeah, so. exactly. So, you know, enjoy it while it lasts, yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you on tour right now, comedy-wise? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a tour with uh, Aaron Berg, who is a great like really dirty comedian who's from, originally from Canada, but I know him from New York and we're doing a, a tour that we, uh, it's called the offend everyone tour, which, you know, we're, you know, we're both old hacks. So <laughs> that's, we named it that. Is there a website or something? Lewis of skanks.com. Lewis of skanks. Yeah. Yeah. And there we're, we're, yeah, we're in Austin right now and we're literally any city in, in the States and most of the cities in Canada we're going to. Great. How'd you yeah. get into comedy? Uh, you're, you're a fighter too, right? Not really. No, 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 I'm not a fighter. I have, I train fighting and I like fighting. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, I was a fat kid. I never, I never did any sports, never did anything ever. Huh. And, um, I just through a series of stupid events, I get involved in these dumb fights. And, um, I fought at Ellis Mania a few years ago, which you sang the star spangled banner at, yep, yep. and uh, I'm fighting Jason Ellis. And you Ellis think that's Mania. funny? Yeah. <laughs> Why is I know that funny? you sing good. <laughs> you, you did know you I... do it in your opera falsetto? Not my falsetto, but I sang it the way I sing. 
everything. <laughs> it's like, can you give us a taste? No, you have to come to Ellis Mania for that, or you can look it up online. It's up there. It's up there. So yeah, that's how I got into that. But it was all just based off of um, being a fan of it and wanting to give it a shot. You know, sort of like how Ellis got into it as well. Um, so not a fighter at all. But he's been but, in, into it for years though now, yeah, right? He's and been, do you been to it a while? Yeah, I've been. So I fought the first time I fought was at Ellis Mania. 2019 was it boxing or was that we was did that MMA, MMA and it was me versus Ryan O'Neill who was another comedian who, uh, he had like Taekwondo experience he was uh, like black belt in Taekwondo shit. and I just honestly I'd never done anything ever and I trained for three months for that fight oh, it was boy. A, a really cool experience I ended up winning a decision wow and then I sort of started I just kind of kept with it here and there I've been, I've been in and out and I've been in, in shape and out of shape but I uh, I trained jiu-jitsu pretty regularly mm. and I trained some boxing and Muay Thai and yeah I'm gonna fight Jason and Test myself next April he's at Dallas Mania. He's really tough. Yeah, he, I like him. He's a good guy. I think he'll he outweighs you too a bit. No, 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 no. I'm bigger than him. I outweigh him probably by thirty pounds right okay. now. Okay. Well, but, when you're fighting weight, you'll probably be close. Well, then? we have 195 yeah. as a fight weight. So yeah. Yeah. interesting. I, I can't wait to see that. There's Ellis. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking animal. <laughs> he look at him. He looks like he's a prisoner, and then he's like the sweetest guy. He is. Have, see if you can get top of his head. He's bisexual. Like he'll start yeah. kissing a guy in front yeah. of you. You're like, what is yeah. happening yeah. right now? Yeah, I know. It's blowing my mind. Dude, look, he's got a kitten in his hands. It's psychotic. It's that, it's this is not same, a, Yeah, the cats are always the same, too. No hair in the cats. We were at his no wedding. His were, you at, were you at his wedding? I was at his wedding. No, I wasn't. I didn't know him at that time. I don't think. Oh, really? So you're a relatively new friend. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty new. But yeah, I love Jason. Um, you know, when he, I, 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 you know he, he pit two comedians against each other, and that's sort of how that came about. He, he does some of the funniest stuff. He does things where he has like, like, six people in a ring fighting and three of them have electri- electrifying yeah. dog collars on them and somebody will just be sitting on the side and people are going they fall it's over it's crazy dude <laughs> we did uh, uh, he did another event I did as well where I was like alright I'll be involved in it because one of my producers was fighting one of the producers at Sirius XM yep. and uh, and I was like, fine, I'll do an event. So we did a bl- blindfolded boxing The blindfolded match. boxing is hysterical. And then sometimes but blindfolded on, one arm. It was on platforms in the water, Lake Havasu. <laughs> so we're all wearing blindfolds. You can actually probably find that yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, I heard that was funny. Dude, it was ridiculous, dude. Yeah. And it, you know, I ended up losing to Jason. He hit me right in the course, and it, like, but we—it was a lucky, literally as lucky a shot as you could yeah, get. He was so. just swinging wildly, and which got you right in the face. Yeah, you, you, it's. Uh, I think he he probably has it on his. Um, thing uh if you do ellis mania blindfolded boxing he just thinks of the craziest shit and has people do it and i I, and i my son i took my son to it and he was probably about 24 years old 25 and he didn't want to go and i was like you're gonna like this and he's like dad you're your things about half hour into the one of these crazy events he looks at me he goes this is really entertaining. It's so funny. <laughs> this is so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> and and honestly, when you kind of kind of test yourself and do something like that, like in whatever capacity, no matter how serious you ta- yeah. take it, there's something that's like transformative about going in there and like showing up on a day where you know you're going to fight another guy yep. and you're going to just put gloves on and you're going to bite down your mouthpiece. Uh, oh, this oh this was sk- this was Skankfest, uh, <laughs> Alice Mini. That's me dressed up as a pinata. <laughs> So these are all fans, and Jason and uh, a few other professional fighters had to uh, protect me as a pinata. So they, 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 everyone was trying to beat me up. Did they have a stick? I can't, no, they got, these are guys that were trying to beat the shit out of me. And there's candy attached to my body, so when they hit me, candy flies into the crowd. Dude, it's wild. And they, these guys really came at me. At one point, I mean, I was fighting for my life. I'm sure. And then Jason looks at me. He's like, dude, you got to take it easy on them. You're going to knock your fans out. I was like, I thought that's what I'm supposed to do. 
<laughs> oh, it's so funny. And it, it's uh, that's an outdoor one. Usually they're indoor. This was actually Skankfest. So this is the uh, event that I produced called uh, Skankfest, which okay. we're doing in Vegas in October. Where was this one? This is in Houston okay. last year, which is, you know, the pandemic made us cancel it and rebook it you know, two different times. Yeah. And, it was, uh, but it was such an amazing event. We had Ellis Mania within Skankfest, which was a great crossover <laughs> event. Yeah, look at this. I'm talking these are, to you guys. These the worlds of Skank and Ellis are like these parallel universes with like really intense fans. Yeah, they really love it. Fans. They love it, dude. And, and, and appreciative fans. This is the other thing when I when I go to and a lot of Canadians on the Ellis side. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but uh, and I've noticed there are a fair number of non-American English-speaking people in the YMH world too. But but. Um, when you go when you go to Las Vegas, they'll like stop you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being here. They're oh, so yeah. appreciative, super appreciative. Because yeah. I mean, my fan base, uh, you know, the Legion of Skanks fan base that we've cultivated, like they have a reputation of being like internet trolls and they'll say whatever. But you meet them in person, and they are the nerdiest, sweetest people in the world. Skankfest is like, and we've done it five years now. We've never had a single fight. We've never had an issue where we've had to kick people out. Like this is like it's such a, an event of love, and and everybody has such an amazing. Everyone feels like a celebrity. All all these young comics who come on these podcasts yes they get to spend a weekend feeling like rock stars and it's a really really cool that's fun. um really cool event so um yeah it sold out in vegas so i would be promoting it but you know so how did you get to comedy did i get that out uh, of you? i didn't really get out of it yeah. so I, I got into comedy i moved to new york um from where for well i shouldn't say i i, I grew up in i grew up in rockland county new york which mm. is like the suburbs of new york city yeah um and i moved to new york city in 2001 like a few days before 9 11 um Jesus and to go to school in new york to go to baruch college uh. and um i got a job i entered an ad in the newspaper the village voice to promote for comedy clubs mm. and the job was selling comedy club tickets on the street and it's if you like ever walked uh, through times square pete uh what was that pete show? Holmes. yeah pete holmes is uh, that was my life yeah but it was even it was, it, it was, what was the show called uh couch crashing, crashing, crashing yeah. yes but it was a yeah. little different so that was barking was a real thing that comics would do for stage time right yeah. so as a young comic you'd go out they call it barking you'd stand out in front of your club and you'd go hey what's up you want do you want to come see this comedy show you get five people in, ten people in, you get to get five minutes on stage that uh-huh. night. And that's how they were generating an audience yeah. at these little bar shows downtown in the village. Yeah. And that's very real. And Pete Holmes did that. Nate Bargatze did that. A lot of guys did that. Mine's a little different because I wasn't a comic. Mm. I was a. You just got, took the job. I got a job yeah. selling comedy club tickets to strangers on the streets of New York City. Wow. Belly to belly sales. I would meet somebody and then it was my job to get 20 bucks out of their pocket for a few tickets to see some show that they didn't want to see. And it that it was it was the job actually taught me a lot taught me a lot about human beings taught me a lot about sales it was mm. very meat and potato sales you know mm-hmm. you you know you know you're stopping them you shake their hand ask them a few questions figure out how your product fits their lifestyle don't accept no for an answer bring them through a closing triangle move on to the next person you know close one out of four people a day make two hundred dollars a day it was it was a it, it, for a nineteen year old kid it was life changing for me because I grew up poor I had never made any money my mother never made more than two hundred dollars a week mm. and I'm this what was she doing. She, she was a hooker. Uh, she was a, ba- a bad hooker, apparently. Not very good at it. <laughs> and your dad, where was he? he? My dad was murdered when I was four years old. Being a pimp outside of a strip club in Patterson, New Jersey. All true. Um, so my, but my mom was like on drugs and on welfare and wow. you know just didn't have much motivation or inspiration. Well, she's on drugs, so it's hard yeah. to, yeah. And it's the suburbs, you yeah. know. And when you're in New York City, if you're if you're poor, Rockland's kind of nice, though, right? Certain areas, but yeah. I was in the shittiest area of Rockland. I was <laughs> okay. in West Havershire, New York, Railroad Avenue. I was literally living on Railroad Avenue, and um, yeah, it was just like uh, there's no motivation. There's nobody that's trying to like win mm. really where I was at. It was mm. like a lot of just people that were kind of content, stuck, stuck. content being stuck. Right? Yeah. If you're in New York City, even if you're poor. 
you'll jump on the subway and there's a guy who's like, you know, going to live his dreams right there. And you're yeah. sort of in this big, amazing place. Yeah, you're yeah. in it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was sort of making maybe six, 700 bucks a week selling comedy club tickets at 19 years old. And that was it. I was like, all right, I don't got to do anything else. I'll retire doing this. This is it. And um, I, that's how I was introduced to the world of comedy. But 9-11 played a big part in it because I, I started selling comedy club tickets like a week before 9-11. Then 9-11 hit and, you know, a few days passed. And were you in New York at the time during 9-11? I was there a couple weeks after. Okay. So New York had an attitude. Like you hear about New York strong or Boston strong or, all, you know, it really was like, fuck you. The terrorists are not going to win. Oh, I, it was unbelievable. That was like. It was, uh, I still to this day, I get chills when I think about yeah. it. I, I kept coming back afterwards because I wanted to support it and be a part of it. It was like. It was it, extraordinary. It was, it was almost like they weren't, we didn't want to let them know that they, we, we. we yeah, you walk, it, what's the name of the high, rock, is it rock something highway? Was that rock with the shit? Anyway, they'll go through the highways around New York, and there'd be flags and posters, and, and there's just was stuff everywhere supporting people. There was a real sense of like, "Fuck you! Yeah. I'm proud to be a New Yorker." Yep. You know, they attacked us. We're not going to fucking back down. And, and I tell you what, Giuliani was such a major figure and all that. Then. Oh, he I, was. I'm so surprised that that, that it turned into this. Also, even like you look at the way the police are, like the way that I when I do the way that the I fire, look at the yes, NYPD. Yes. I was like, they're fucking heroes. My experience as a, in one of the most formative times of my life, coming to New York City, just moving here, yeah. you know, becoming a college student, becoming an adult for the first time in my life, this um, um, this crazy event happened. Yeah. And I watched every fucking cop in New York City run toward these buildings that yes. were burning down. Falling down. Falling down, yeah. dude. And they were giving their lives. And yeah. I'm not going to sit here and just automatically, inherently say, fucking, fuck the police. Yeah. That's crazy to me because that was my experience. And I know there's a lot of shitty cops out there, but it's not all of them. And that's- that, It's that not was even a, a lot of them. It's not even a lot of them yeah. at all. That's, yeah. the, that's the absolute truth. Yeah. It's really not. You know, there's, there's some bad apples across the board, but I, I sort of look at, that was a, a really big moment. And with as it relates to comedy, you know, I was, I had that job. You know, we didn't skip a beat. Three days after 9-11, September 15th, maybe the 16th, we were back out there promoting comedy clubs. And Unless you were too far downtown. You know, <laughs> it was all closed out. covered in soot. Yeah, um, but, but it but, was interesting. I, people gathered together more. Did you notice people were like drawn to each other? Well, during this is that. exactly what so, happened. Yeah. So people, like selling comedy club tickets was kind of a tough job. But right after 9-11, there was a couple weeks where people were just like, yes, yeah. this is what we need. Yes. Like we need to laugh. And that right. was what became like the pitch, right? Right. And people... We're packing into the comedy clubs, and that was my first time going to see comedy shows right after 9-11, and I watched every single comedian joke about 9-11 that it happened within within weeks, right? Every comedian and every person in the audience laughed, and that's all we could do. And it was this amazing thing. I was like, holy shit, dude. This is what I want to do with my life. This is what comedy is. You take something fucked up and ugly, and you turn it on its head, and you turn it into something funny, and you get a bunch of people in the room to forget about the bullshit for a minute and laugh. And it's that's for me, that's what stand-up comedy is. It's what comedy and entertainment, just the, the comedic you know, genre within podcasting, movies, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I think that's the powerful thing about it. It's not just making somebody chuckle. It's yeah. about you can, you can go a little bit deeper. So that really inspired me in a lot of ways. And from there, I started promoting comedy shows and I just started hosting my own shows. And then did you do open mic stuff and really no. work on it? You just started hosting. No, your I own started. Shows. So I was, I was so oh, I didn't have to do the open mics because I was by the time. All right. So I answered that ad yeah. and I was selling comedy club tickets. Within two years, I was running the biggest street team in New York City. I just ran my own company. I was uh, like, I don't need these idiots oh. to do it. So I was working with multiple comedy clubs. I had like, so they needed you so you could command the stage when you so wanted I to. Had, I was yeah. bringing hundreds of people every oh, week to yeah. these shows. Perfect. And I could just go up on stage and, you know, and there's, there's negatives what and positives. What was your first time up like? Um, you remember it? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
It was okay. I forgot about the first time you killed. Remember that? Um, still haven't. I'm trying. <laughs> Someday. You're doing pretty One good right day. now. No, I'm doing you right. kind of kill him here. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the first time I... I mean, I killed pretty quick, killed pretty early. I, I got pretty good at What were you at going doing, at that you were turning on its head? I was always good time. at just being sort of like, um, you know, charismatic and conversational, you know? Was and, it, but was it your own life you were looking at? Was it politics? Was it oh, no, 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 not politics. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it was my own shit. Like, you your know, family was, of origin stuff? Yeah, sort of like self-deprecation, you know, darker shit within my own life. You know, yeah. that sort of is what always made me laugh. You look at the comics that I love and- that I really fell in love with as comedians, the the Patrice O'Neills, the David Tells, the Burrs, the Louis, like these guys went into very dark shit and that's always what made me laugh. And, you know, we're all just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as good as those guys. And I, look, I'll never be there. I'll never be as good as, as Louis or, or Patrice, but that's sort of, you well, know, dark shit, you're in the right place today. Yeah, good. And so welcome. Thank <laughs> welcome you. to a dark place. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Tom's in that same, that same class yeah, of with course. those guys, you know? Yeah. And I think about, and Louis in particular, he'll take it right to the edge and go, but maybe. It's yeah. like, oh, shit, no, don't <laughs> say that. All right. So, uh, and now married, kids, what's going on? Uh, so I have, uh, I co-parent a, a nine-year-old with a, a woman who hates me sometimes, but that's nah. okay. Right. We're going to, you know, we're getting well, there. All the co-parenting is good. It's, you know, it's honestly, we co-parent, I think we co-parent in like an amazing way. Like, you know, we, we do vacations together and we, you know, do dinners and holidays and um but you know there's there's trials and tribulations. Shit goes wrong. Shit's not always perfect. So um but I think he's You got, are, but shit isn't. No, no, no. She's great. <laughs> Honestly, she's a really legitimately great woman, but you know you know, she, she, you know, she's going to watch this. <laughs> she's going to fucking watch this. She, she treats me like, you remember in the, like the eighties and the nineties, the dad was like just a fucking inherent moron. Not, what do you mean that every fucking ad you see now, it's, like, it's a white dad. Oh my so God. Dude, just a, a yeah. loser. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, it's like, what else can I fucking do lady? Yeah. I'm doing so much. Yeah. She's a bartender. I don't want to disparage what she does. <laughs> But I'm doing okay. I came from nothing. If you look at our journeys, it's not impressive what she's doing. Did she go backwards? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it is weird how the dads uh, have been, you know, women are elevated. They're always the, they're, first of all, they're all the, the judges and the people in authority on TV shows. But the dad's always the clue. Any commercial you look at, dad's always clueless, hapless, some you know, moron. dumb, moron, of course. and uh, certainly not cool. Especially, especially, what's your ethnicity? I'm um, half Puerto Rican, and uh, I should just say Puerto Rican so I can get away with yeah, all the racist say, shit just, that I say all the time. Just say Hispanic. Just say I'm, Hispanic. I'm, I'm, I'm Afro-Latino. <laughs> I'm an Afro-Latino. My father was... Latinaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. That's good. Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican, like Italian-Irish. Mm. Yeah. So you got real real New York spectrum. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. real New York stuff. Yeah, a lot of... Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of um, just repressed anger and <laughs> guilt. Yeah. Anger and guilt. Yep. Uh, and so, again, I'm not sure I got this out of you. Where where do people go to to follow your, uh, your um, tour and stuff? So the tour, lewisofskanks.com. Lewis um, the podcast, okay. gasdigitalnetwork.com is okay. the website. And got we have it. a premium side, but we have all the, just the podcasts for free. You don't got to sign in or anything. You just watch them. Okay. So what we do here is we uh, do some emails and voicemails and Sick. watch some, uh, some stupid videos and things and uh, talk about them. Love it. Sound good? Let's, let's do it. Let's hear some voicemails. My name is Trenton. Also, hi, rest of you mommies. And I noticed that sometimes when I focus really hard on a certain point of my face, it can tingle and even feel like orgasmic. Yeah, I know it sounds strange, but I can do it for like any point on my face and it works. I don't even have to be blasted. 
You bet I'm coming up in May. The human brain is an extraordinary instrument. It, it really is the, the number of different protean features it can have. This is nothing I've ever heard of. So he's saying that he can sort of he f- he hyper focus on an area of his face and make it feel, feel or, so good. Yeah, it's weird. That's psychotic. It is a little bit. It makes me wonder if he's ever had like, uh, like if it isn't normal, like maybe he had a hallucinogenic overdose or something. Yeah, maybe. Because you can get leftover peculiar things when the wiring is kind of start to cross over. He also sounded like he was jerking off yeah, on the call. I don't like to think about that, but yeah. yes, he, thanks he for bringing was, that up. Yeah, he was really like into telling you. Maybe he was this. just focusing on his face. Yeah, he was just focusing <laughs> on the tip of his tongue. Yeah, that's it. That's all he has to do. Yeah. Give me another one. Hey, Dr. Drew and Booth Boys. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm just calling about my balls. Um, <laughs> of course. I had I was diagnosed with te- testicular cancer Ooh, boy. Um, a little while ago, and I had surgery for it in early February. Um, but months before I had the surgery, I had this like lingering pain in my shoulder and my wrist from this time that I was playing football, and that was going on for a few months. And I noticed that after my orchiectomy, after they cut my little cummy ball right out of me, <laughs> Um, I noticed that the pain had alleviated completely. Oh, that's weird. Um, and now it's two months after my surgery, and there's still no pain. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any scientific basis for that, but yeah, so I'm, I'll ask a question. Keep it yeah. tight, and uh, you bet I'm coming up in May. It's, it's, aye, aye, aye. Aye, 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 sir. It's interesting. Uh, nothing obvious, right? Nothing, nothing comes to mind immediately. I hope they did a metastatic workup for you to make sure that the tes- the testicular cancer had not spread. Uh, the orchiectomy, which just means the removal of the testy, uh, should take care of it, but I really hope they did a careful metastatic workup on you. Uh, sometimes... Not to get him paranoid, Dr. Drew. Well, Jesus I wanna, Christ. I want to emphasize it. Hey, so. buddy, just so you know, you probably have cancer throughout no, the rest of your body. You could. It's still quite curable. Very good chance. Depending on the type of tumor it is. Uh, but it's usually quite <laughs> curable. But, but If they but, caught it. But now, who knows? <laughs> no, even if they, even if it spread. Okay. Uh, look, think of Lance Armstrong. When all we did was brain. They wow. actually were moving stuff out of his brain, and they cured him. Um, so the deal is that sometimes with a cancer, you can have... Uh, remote symptoms. In other words, you can get inflammatory kinds of activation. And sometimes that can be at the lining of the lung, the pleura of the lung or under the diaphragm here. And that refers pain to the shoulder. And so, so if I'm having shoulder pain, I could have cancer? No, I mean... Doctor, just stop fucking with me now, dude. No, can we not talk about this? Can so, we skip this one? Because I think that I have cancer every time I have any sort of physical pain or I, anything. I understand. And I also don't want to go to the doctor and ask him about I it. Understand. So I ignore this. That would make you a male. Yes. That's <laughs> good. That make you Is just that male. common? That's that's just the way men are. Oh, I yeah. hate it. Yeah. We, 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 and, and tell me the reasoning. Why would you go to the I didn't doctor? know you were a real doctor. I wouldn't yeah. have showed up here had I known that. <laughs> I thought it was like Dr. Dre. You, you, can, like a, you can ask me whatever you want, too. Maybe we're going to alleviate some of your no, shit. No, I don't want to know. And, and what is your reasoning for not going to the doctor? Think about that. I mean, I go to the doctor now. No, but no, but the thinking when you have something that you really you're convinced that is cancer, you will not see the doctor. Why? So I have a little uh, fucking skin tag thingy mm-hmm. on my chest. Mm-hmm. And I went to the dermatologist recently. Mm-hmm. And um, not even about that, just because I had like itchy skin. I was like, I need to figure out why I have itchy Think skin. Anxiety? Turns out I'm just uh, too, too hot of showers. Mm. Cool showers really helped it out. Anyway, so I had this little thing on my chest, and I almost didn't ask her about it. And then I had to force myself. And all the anxiety that I felt, I was like, lady, is this cancer? And she can't, took a little monocle thing, and yeah. she looked at it, and she said no. And it, it all went away. Mm-hmm. But I was convinced that as soon as she said I have cancer, that is the beginning of the process of me starting to die. Mm. Skin and, cancers are usually curable. I, I don't Easily. Know. I Easily. don't know. 
easily. But here's the thing. Most men don't. What most men do is they go, I'm not going to see a doctor because it'll go away on its own. Yeah. And if it doesn't and kills me, I don't want to know about it. Right. So let it kill me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's not good thinking. It's terrible thinking. I know. I, I, but I'm, I'm getting a little, in my older age, I'm getting a little bit better. And it's only because I have a son. Mm. If I didn't have a kid, I wouldn't give a shit at all. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that. now I want to I see him graduate college. So Is that soon or is that? No, he's nine. Okay. Another one. Oh, did I answer his last question? So, Zach, you could get an inflammatory reaction, like a plural reaction at a distance. Um, it, it, you know, but it, and that might get better when you remove the tumor. But again, just talk to the doctors about it. Make sure you see an oncologist. Next. Hey, Dr. Mommy uh, and with boys, it's Brian from Canada, Quebec. I'm just uh, calling about a fetish or kink. Not sure. I like it when a girl uses a strap-on on me. And just overall, the submissive quality, uh, anything SPH, stuff like that. I was just wondering, where does that stem from? Why am I wired that way? Uh, or why are people, some people wired that way? Uh, anyway, piss on me, beat me. Uh, you bet I'm coming up with me. So he, it's there's variations on that theme, right? He's talking. He said about, he doesn't like it. He likes it. He oh, he does. He like does. It. He likes being pegged, right? Is that what I caught, or did That's I miss what it? I, yeah, he likes it, and he doesn't know why he. Likes and, and, it. He, okay. and the fact, and his version of because there's so many. Everyone has their own little version of it. His version of wanting to be penetrated includes wanting to be dominated, and he doesn't know why it's that way. Now the answer is no answer probably. But what do we think? What what is you've ever been around guys that like that stuff? Ronnie from Stern Show likes this. Uh, I I, right? I have an, an ex girlfriend who used to do it to her ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. and you know let me let me just let me just re- repeat what you said. Yeah, <laughs> I have an ex girlfriend who likes to used to like to do that to her ex boyfriend. <laughs> so let's just let's just <laughs> just let that say out there. My okay. ex girlfriend's <laughs> brother's friend's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cousin. Yeah, no no no, it's okay. Got it. <laughs> Let me do the math on this. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, look, dude, I'm not going to judge anyone. Everyone has their own yeah, kinks. Yeah, do what yeah, you yeah. want to do. I mean, like, I like weird shit. But, I just don't like that weirder shit. I, yeah, I'm not into that either. But but have so, you had anything in your butt, Dr. Drew? Uh, not that I liked. Not, not, yeah. That's not what I asked. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm that, was, sure, that was a follow-up I'm question. I'm sure somebody has tried something. But as, I was like, he's sure somebody has no, tried I mean, something. Like, oh, they, he's got a, how many, how, how do you become a doctor? Uh, all of a sudden he has no memory? <laughs> No, I'm saying that I, I actually I don't have a specific memory of anything, but I, I definitely Not a, would. A finger, you've had a yeah, finger. Yeah, I think a finger, Definitely. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't, don't, it's just, it's actually painful to me. Well, because a girl hasn't had a finger your ass. No. That, that's like, what it is. I swear to God. Whenever people say that, hey, you just don't have to do it right. You don't have to, you have to do it my way. I'll show you how to do it right. People always say that about weed. I just have, I have like no response to weed. They go, you're not smoking it right. Well, you, you got to smoke a little weed to loosen your asshole <laughs> for that finger. <laughs> Maybe you're not doing either thing right, Dr. Drew. That, that makes sense. You, no, I, look, here's the thing. I'm not into anything in my ass. I'm not into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, that. I have. Are you into anything with your ass? No. Nothing. No, okay. Got it. Letting you know. All right. Let me make it clear. But yeah. I have had a uh, prostate massage. Oh, yeah. See, I had prostate like, cancer and I had multiple exams back there. I did not like any of them. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is from an Asian uh, prostitute ah. who's jerking you off for money. Ah. And she, there's nothing, there's nothing romantic or medical about this. It and is a little clinical, but not medical. I, yeah, I've had, no, I had a girl that she knew what she was doing, and I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. And then no other time. She was like the one oh, unicorn that was out there. And can you describe what it was she did that was so interesting? She just, no, I truly can't. Yeah. She had a, she had a, a technique. She had a finger up there. It didn't hurt. It was nothing. Any mm. other girl that's ever tried to put a finger in my ass, it's hurt like hell. And yeah. I'm like, I want that out. Mm. Maybe it was me. Maybe I didn't eat anything that day, and it was just mm. fucking. Yeah. I don't know. 
we got to find that unicorn. Yeah, we got to find so, her. She's out there. She's probably watching right now. So, so, so okay. But uh, I, I've noticed that guys are into this often are hyper-masculine. They're often like, you know, like, like I said, if you're a Stern Show fan, I bet like Ronnie, Ronnie the limo driver, mm-hmm. way into this stuff. And uh, so it's, it doesn't mean anything about the person's sexuality or about their masculinity or anything. It doesn't mean anything about anything. And where it comes from, sometimes when kids were uh, physically punished in childhood, they will have then some preoccupation around sort of being physically punished around sexuality. Sometimes. I'm not saying it's the direct cause. Just sometimes that's a – he's asking the why. There really is no why. I think half the time the person's gay. Half the people time. say that, but I, it's not, not been my experience. I think half the time, yeah, they want to be fucked in the it, ass. It's, it's not been my experience. Or maybe though. not. Gay maybe is in the word. It's like some sort of spectrum of bisexuality where they like getting fucked in the ass. I, you know, I think you're really overthinking it. Mm-hmm. I think you know they want to get fucked in the ass. But have you, have you met those guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I know people who do this. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. that are not gay. Yeah, they're not gay, but they're kind of gay. Like you yeah, know, it's not been my experience. So. Yeah. But that's your experience. I have so. friends who are not gay who suck tra- uh, trans dicks. Like they they get they're into trans women and yeah. but they they're only into trans women with dicks. I feel like that's sort of on the spectrum of gay though. Like they're sort of gay. messing around with it. Whatever it is, yeah. And to each their own. It's fine. Well, but in a way, they're they're not messing around with gay per se because gay is a specific thing. It's, yes. it's a you know it's a fully organized identity. Right. Uh, and you're when you're messing around in these other areas, you're just sort of messing around trying to get arousal. I think it's overactive right? libido. I think usually of, that has yeah. been my experience. Yeah. That the libido is sort of all over the place. Yeah, and there's like this yeah. one they want to fucking come. Yes. They're, they're ready. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That that is true. I've, that that is the one feature I would yeah. totally agree with you on. All right, here we go. Some uh here's an it's this well, here we go. We're going from we're landing with this one. I know most of my emails are funny. Most emails are funny. This one isn't. I lost my dad two days ago. I'm really struggling. Uh, Did you do yada, 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 his losing his dad? I, I don't want to get too deep into it. <laughs> he went suddenly in his sleep from a heart attack. Medical papers I found showed excellent stats other than his sugar. He was on uh, medication for type 2 diabetes. Uh, slightly higher triglycerides, that may be from the diabetes. Can you talk about cholesterol and triglycerides and if a sugar issue ties into that? Everyone is always so worried about cholesterol. I've come to learn that it's the size and density of the particles more than how many is in your blood. This is true. Uh, watch every week. Thank you, John. John, sorry about your dad. Um, yeah, yeah, hyperglycemia, diabetes, uh, worse than anything. Let's be, let's be serious. And if you have diabetes of any type, you have to really go for very tight control, like under 100 all the time. And that should be your goal. And unfortunately, very few patients ever really get that consistently. So yes, the, the, the sugar is a breakdown to a byproduct that damages the lining of the arteries, causes a vasculopathy, the arteries get cholesterol and close, and that's heart attack. Or other brain disease and, and kidney disease and eye disease, that is what diabetes does. Diabetes is tough. Now, you also have lipid metabolism on top of that. As you said, triglycerides figure in somewhat. Triglycerides also figure in to the HDL metabolism, which is the good cholesterol, which helps clear some of the bad stuff. Uh, the LDL cholesterol is uh, for sure your, you know, again, your, your ultra-low density stuff. The oxidized cholesterol is what gets put into the vessel wall. But it turns out that insulin and the sugar story may be more important than almost anything else. There are people out there, uh, follow, follow Peter Atia. ATTIA is a very good physician that talks in detail about this stuff. But there are pathways. It, there's lots of different genetic ver- variations of cholesterol metabolism. But people, some people with metabolic syndrome like myself, you might, do you have high cholesterol? I don't know. I've never asked my doctor that. Do you have high blood pressure? Do you have high blood pressure? No, I don't have high blood pressure. So you have none of that stuff yet. 
Uh, yeah. And sorry, <laughs> but we all also I want to say John. John is the guy who answered John, the yeah. question. Yeah. John, thanks for prefacing this with your dad dying and making Doctor Drew have to go into this long ass boring segment. <laughs> he he kind of worried talking it. about. I, I mean, kind of worried because it. you couldn't shut it down. I was like, all right, guys, I have to answer this guy's question yeah, now. Thank I you, do. John. I do. I fell asleep twice <laughs> during that explanation. In any event, the uh, cholesterol, uh, the 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 sugar may be more of an issue than even the cholesterol, although the cholesterol is part of the mechanism. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, let's see. This is good. I think we should do the show together all the time. I honestly, it's good. It's good. It really, it's, it's, it's a good juxtaposition of smart and stupid. I like no, that's this. Smart and stupid just keeps me keeps me in the right zone. Uh, let's hear another voicemail. Hi, Hitler. It's Harrison in Southern California. Just calling because I was asking. Sometimes when I shmeet my meat, it kind of burns like a sensation after I come, like an hour after I ejaculate, you know, it just kind of burns. I feel like I have to pee. I know I don't have any sexually transmitted diseases or anything like that. Just wanted to know if it was something psychologically or no. if it was um, a medical issue. Just calling to, you know, piss on me, beat me kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, I'm coming up in May, but um, thank you. Love you. Bye. All right. Maybe I have a similar thing that this guy just described. Not so much that it feels like it burns when I have to pee, but if I like, I can psychologically convince myself that there's something going on with my dick, uh, and then I'll get an SCD test. Like I'll, I'll convince myself, uh, like, dude, the tip of my dick is like numb. What's going on? Okay, okay. And then I'll convince myself. Okay, and the harder right. I think about it, and then I'll get an SCD test, and there's nothing wrong okay. with it. I, I will. That's a, that's a little different than this. I okay. will get to that. I Please. promise. So. Uh, first, is Harrison, that was his name was? Did we get that? Yes. Harrison needs to smoke a little less weed, number one. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, you have urethritis. When you're when the tube coming from through the prostate out to the, end of the, out to the outside world gets irritated either by a bacteria or mechanical when you beat your meat, as you say, you can actually irritate things. Semen sometimes is a little bit irritating, and so after, after semen you can sometimes sting a little bit, but it's nothing. It, it, sometimes prostate also can cause some stinging out there, some prostate inflammation, but... Go a little easier on yourself. Less weed, easier on your penis. Mm. Your thing is OCD. So mm. you, you must have other OCD kinds of symptoms. Maybe. I don't know. Come on. Do you do, you do rituals? Do you have intrusive thoughts? Anything like that? I have, um, I have, I'm, I have OCD anxiety, which is kind of can be a good, I'm going to soften you up here. It can be a good thing, right? It makes, yeah. you, it makes you more thorough, more careful, and you follow and you worry about things, and it makes you very compulsive and very, very thorough. I'm getting me trying to open up so, right now. So, like, you're right. I do have OCD, Dr. Drew. It can be an asset is what I'm saying. <laughs> These things are not just liabilities. But but I see this all the time, men coming in preoccupied about the skin of their penis and the tip of their penis. I oh, see yeah, it yeah. a lot. This, and yeah. they, they get be- And sometimes it's a really serious preoccupation. Like they can, they've seen 30 urologists and 20 dermatologists. Well, that's what happened with my, I had it, like itchy skin and I was convincing, dude, I was convincing myself that I had bugs crawling on me. I was, I was crazy about it. I was seeing, um, you know, uh, an allergist. I was mm-hmm. like, and literally, I went, finally they were like, "Dude, just use lotion and don't shower with such a hot shower." And then yeah. as soon as I stopped doing that, I stopped being itchy. But that also might be psychological, right? It's all in my. I don't know what's going on yeah, right now, it. dude. <laughs> it's fucked me up. I, I I do not like. Well, it, doctors make me uncomfortable. Do they you, really do. <laughs> I get it. Do you, Do you have anxiety? people hate doctors? Does that make you ever feel bad? It's such yeah, a fun thing. They look, yeah. they'll look you right in the face and be like, "Fuck you, fuck you, dude. I hate you." <laughs> I know it's really hard. My awful. dentist. I walk into my dentist every time. I'm like, I fucking hate you, you bitch. And then I I sit down on the seat and let her work on my teeth. Yeah, I know it's weird. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. So, uh, but it, it um, do, do you have other rituals or things? I don't or, think so. I have kid, like bad you, ADD, but ADD. And, yeah. and as a kid, did you like, would you have to skip 
cracks in the sidewalk and that kind of stuff. You know, those kinds no, of but I did have a little bit of OCD as a kid where yeah. we like this, like so the the coaster. I would have to line it up. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be lined up there. It would yeah. just have to be. Um, parallel yeah. to the table, yeah, yeah. like so. All these tables we have to be parallel. My sister would come over, yes. and she would just do this and make me cry. Yes, yes. And I understand how funny it is now as I think yeah. about it. And it's hilarious. You, I would just, I would all like you know the the you know it would be a game box or yeah. the cereal box. I, I it would have thing. to all I, be listen, lined up. If I up. walk around, and pictures are out of alignment. I have to, mm, I just yeah. have to. Now, did you have any fears that something bad would happen if you didn't do your ritual, or was just it just bothered you? It had just to do it. bothered yeah. me. Like yeah. a, it's like an irritation. Yeah. Like when you hear like so, nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. And so do you have anxiety also? You have a lot of anxiety. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anxiety and OCD kind of go together, right? And so that's your your penis preoccupation is tipping into the OCD stuff a little bit. Mm. If it ever becomes where you can't be reassured, a little SSRI and it just goes away. SSRI. Like Zoloft, uh, Luvox, things like that. Stop trying to get me to go on med. This is what doctors do, dude. It's a scam. I, I, no, I'm not trying to get even, you to. Even on his fucking podcast, he's trying to sell me on medications. I'm fine, dude. I, I, dude, you got to remember, I don't, I'm fine. I'm not the guy selling Beat it, comedy Dr. tickets. I'm not I don't, fucking, I don't I'm not, get anything for these yeah, sales. Yeah, okay, Nothing. I'm sure you don't, dude. So he's naming names Zoloft. <laughs> Has anybody checked into what's what's going on here, dude? It's, I said SSRI. You said which ones? <laughs> so I told you which ones. What's so, going on here, dude? This so, how you guys pay for fucking these studios. So, so anyway, it can the, if it ever is uncomfortable, that that just that just breaks it really fast. So, maybe, maybe it's so. But I'm not, and I'm not a big fan of those meds. If you can, avoid I was them. on uh, Adderall for a while, and it made me a no, crazy. That's person. no good. It made that me shit a is no fucking good. crazy. So somebody person. said you have ADD, you need Adderall. Bullshit, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And by the way, unless you took formal testing and ADD diagnosis with OCD, it's impossible. Yeah. You can't like make that diagnosis. You have to, that's to be formally done. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, I found a guy that would of course. Just of essentially course. sell me Adderall. And, and that guy you love, you give yeah, me dude. shit for mentioning Zola. That guy that kicked guy, ass. Yeah. He, never, he never made me feel this way. <laughs> right. He just right. gave me drugs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Okay. All right. Here's a go for you. I recently experienced a weird event. I was buying tickets at a concert online to show that I was uh, to a show that was selling out in minutes. I was placed in a queue while I was waiting. I got really nervous, excited, anxious about missing the tickets. During that moment, I felt a sudden urge to pee. But when I went to the toilet and pulled out my limp penis, I started to ejaculate, not pee. No, oh. a lot of cum came out, probably more than normal. I'm not sure if I. If an orgasm happened since I was filled with many emotions at the time, it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I wonder if this is normal. No. Do people come from being really nervous or excited? It, 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 I'm not even sure. Did you? I have to know, did he feel an orgasm? It doesn't sound like he felt an orgasm because he wasn't sure he had an orgasm. He yeah. just had a lot of, of Ejaculate. Uh, fluid come out. Yeah. And that's usually medication, frankly. So I'd, I'd wonder if he, even cold medication, things like that can do weird stuff like that. Mm. So I'm going to bet you there was a medication he hadn't thought if about. If that happened taking. to me, I would kill myself. <laughs> no, you'd call it, me. Uh, no, dude, I'm telling me. you, I, there's no, dude, one time, all right, so one time I, I jerked off with um, conditioner, mm, hair hurts. conditioner. Stung like motherfucker. Didn't right? sting, oh. okay. I, uh, or was it shampoo? I think it was conditioner. Mm. I was in the shower, drug for conditioner, and I didn't rinse my dick properly. Mm. Okay. Didn't think about it. Just got out of the shower, whatever it is, right? Went to sleep. Next morning, woke up. The dried conditioner, it created a layer on my dick and like the skin around my dick that looked like dragon skin. Yes. And it started cracking. Cracking, yeah, shiny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I didn't, I thought I had the craziest STD. Like, how, I, how old are you? It's like 22, 23. Oh. Dude, I thought I fuck. Dude, I was like, my dick's falling off. It was crazy. I was, I was contemplating killing myself. Especially at 22. I mean, I think now, dude, if you went dickless, I, I think you'd just be like, you know, I got some other things to live for. <laughs> 
But at 22 years old, if you're thinking you're losing your dick to it's, dragon it's, it's skin everything. dick, dude, it's fine. It was everything to me at the time because at yeah. that when you're 22 years old, it's just really about getting pussy and fucking getting high. That's the, what else is there, right? I don't know. It's pretty much, even if you're not doing that, it's heading back to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything you're doing is, is about that. It's about that. getting yeah. pussy or getting yeah, high, right? Or true. feeling like the man, right? It's true. So yeah, that that was it. And I was I was con- I had convinced myself, and I remember the emotions that I felt, the the sinking feeling in my heart. That this is what I was gonna have to live with. It was with fucking dragon crazy. Dick. Dragon dick, dude. So if that if I started if I tried to pee and then just come, just started shooting, but I'm not coming. There's no good feeling. I would just jump out of a window. <laughs> so that's my advice to that guy: is you should kill yourself. So let's try this. This is more in the same zone again. Uh, I'm wondering. Sometimes after wiping, after making wet browns, the sensation is powerful. So he's wiping his asshole. Uh, it makes my knees weak. It feels like a combination of scratching the best itch ever. And See, this guy doesn't have to start with his dad dying. No, this no, this guy rules. This is good. Uh, let's see. I, have I found a new G spot uh, or a B spot, if you will, as Adam used to call? Uh, is your behind intact? Uh, I'm, I'm looking for hardcore dudes who fucking fuck her. This is a different thing. But uh, <laughs> you don't need to know about that. That's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a your mom's house thing. Uh, so he's saying that he gets incredibly powerful stimulation just from wiping his ass, right? So we were we were speculating a few minutes ago about people that uh, you know like the anal play and stuff. Yeah, and this guy would clearly be in that category. Of course, yeah, that stuff. So it's just is he why is he wired that way? I, he's wired that way. I, I don't have an explanation yeah. for it. Yeah, I so think a lot of guys. Are, I mean, I think most guys. They, I mean, they say that, right? It's like a, yeah, I don't think it's a most thing, but a lot of people. I'm not saying that most guys. I think most guys won't allow themselves to do it, but mm. I think. Physically, I don't. You, you'll know this, right? Isn't the the what are they called? In your asshole. Come on now, the anus, the prostate, pu- pu- the prostate. Right? Yeah. Isn't the prostate technically? Yeah. They say like it's a. It's not a sex organ, but isn't it like? Don't they say it like? They they make a lot of it. For most men, it's just uncomfortable. For most men, it's if you've ever had a prostate exam, you're not thinking of something sexual. Believe me, right. it's painful. And uh, somebody had to hold on. Get Doctor Drew a glove right now. Get, get her, we're gonna we see. Can, we can see. Uh, all, Dude, you would guys, you give me my first prostate exam on this show? Whenever, if, whenever I need to be forty-five, uh, I'm I'm ready to go. I'll do it. <laughs> but you need a PSA too. You got to get the blood. I test. think we do have gloves somewhere. If you're serious, oh, Jesus. No, we're not doing it right now. <laughs> I mean, fine, do it. Get the gloves. <laughs> Fuck. It would be hilarious. We'll create a viral moment. If he shoves his this finger is, into my is, ass right this now, is sort of Jason Ellis level stuff. Whatever, he would just dude. do it. He would no, just do look it. At this guy being a homophobe during. Well, I know no, the months no, I'm not over. saying because I get the he's, months over I now, dude. I don't mean because he's gay. I mean because he will do whatever the fuck. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, dude. If Doctor Drew gave me a, a prostate exam right now on the show, first time we met was today. That would be a fucking epic moment of this show, would it not? Are you throwing that gauntlet down? Are you challenging me? I'm saying I. <laughs> Or well, the, here's my problem. What if he finds out I have prostate cancer? It's, 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 it would be haunting. It's very unlikely. What a horrible way to find very out. Very unlikely. He just puts his finger in. He's like, everyone's laughing. And he's like, oh, my God, wait. So so we don't really know your dad's history, right? We don't know whether he had prostate cancer well, he or he was, died young. He was, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, but his parents, we know anything about them or uncles? Uh, no, your mom's really, parents, any no. prostate cancer? I think cancer? They, they, lived, they lived a little bit yeah. older. So you're fine. You're probably going to be fine. You can start at 50. 50? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless you, unless, if you have a first degree relative with prostate cancer, then you got to start at 40. All right. You know what, dude? When you have you come back. 10 you come year back. anniversary. You come back. We'll I'm do that. Back. We'll do it on the table. And we'll we'll do it at Ellis Mania. And no. We'll, and we'll, we're going to do it in it, the actual your mom's house studio. Fuck okay. that. We'll do it on their table. Okay. Okay. That's a better We've idea. We've done operations and stuff in there. <laughs> we have. You really have? 
Nadav? Uh, in the L.A. studio, yeah, we drained Josh Potter's cyst. He had a gigantic cyst I had to drain because he wouldn't see a doctor. And I had oh, to, my was, God. We had to... Do you have that video handy? <laughs> Again, I'm I mean, always asking YouTube, for the impossible. Yeah, I, I like Josh a lot, but that's crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, and he finally got it. Fucking, is he doing okay these days? I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. I mean, I think he still has that open wound. But yeah, he it says should be he's healing. Crying and bleeding less. Yeah, it should be healing. That's <laughs> really. He had a huge, huge thing going on. Oh, there it is. Oh, it was on his ass. Uh, just above his asshole. You know, there it is. We uh, he laid down and we did our thing. Oh my god! Uh, by the way, I'm. Uh, I thought I was doing something like completely unique. You do shit like this all the time. <laughs> Look at the dog. He almost, he almost fainted. <laughs> just fast forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where you, you don't like seeing yourself almost faint. I don't. So we packed it and we do it a couple. We oh, it yuck. I hate it. Yeah. I'm not into those channels like the doc, Dr. Pimple, Pimple Popper. Pop, yeah, I hate yeah. that shit. Yeah. This was just because I really felt I had to do something because he wouldn't see a doctor. And a year later, he finally got it. So he had a cyst on his back and he wouldn't go to a doctor about mm -mm. it? it? It it tracked all the way up. It's like, it's like you know, this big. Ew. You know, it's terrible. It was going to go into his spine if he didn't get something done. So, all right. So, um, this is, listen, I, I've lost track of where I was. Uh, was I ask, answering? I was asking, we were talking about the man with the bottle, the prostate. There's a lot being made about the G, prostate. It's like a G spot. Bullshit. No. The G spot is something very specific in the front part of just below the pubic bone in a female. There's, and females do have a little bit of a gland, a Skeen's gland, Barthlin's gland, that are little remnants of a prostate gland, maybe where the squirting comes from because yeah. they can produce the same All kind right, of fluid. There we go. go. Yep. Getting some, some information. You All like right, this? I like Good. this. Right. Right. <laughs> a little, now we're getting the Legion of Skanks categories. I like this. Go ahead. All right. And, um, but for a male, the prostate can be stimulating. I mean, some yeah. of you guys really like that stimulated at the time of orgasm. It's where your it's where your semen is produced. Right. All your semen is produced in your prostate. Didn't even know that. And they then, couldn't have told you what the prostate was for. And it and it and it's it's immune function to protect anything coming back up to the kidneys and bladder. And it it produces all the fluid that's stored in the vest. Give me a give me a prostate picture, uh, so we can I can tell Lewis how to do this. Prostate. If you guys were funny, we just have a spread asshole right now. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one's okay. Yeah, you can't really see it. Uh, give me the. Mm, is that a ham? What is that? That's that's a bladder with a prostate below it. So you see the. Oh gosh, I was going to show them the seminal vesicles. So get, get look up seminal vesicles. So the prostate. I have to repeat this over and over. The show the prostate. The fluid gets concentrated in the seminal vesicles where it gets mixed with the sperm, and then that's what comes out. Mm. People think your testes are the, there. They are up there in the top. Uh, okay, there's the prostate, and see the seminal vesicles. Sort of these. No. Nope. Nope. There. Nope. My God. <laughs> there. <laughs> Those are the seminal vesicles. And Jesus uh, Christ, what are you, my ex? <laughs> Find my seminal vesicles. <laughs> Jesus, they're right there. This is the girl that's the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, she's so she ignored she, my seminal vesicles the whole time. That's why we didn't work out. She's definitely watching. Oh, there we go. There they are. All right. Uh let's do some videos since we're looking at the screen here. Yeah, so this guy, I think you're both going to like. What does the wild naked man drink? I'm going to fill this beautiful mason jar with my beautiful orin. Orin? Not even urine. Medicinal. Oh, what if he's just coming? Especially like the other guy? Ugh. Out or going for a run or pumping some iron. It's a form of biofeedback and it's a form of self-love. When I drink my own piss, people do this a lot, right? I know. I get this enhanced benefit of self-approval and self-acceptance. Is is there science behind? Really, no. All, there's no. There's there no positive benefit. No. no. The only love. 
So no wonder the yogis have been doing it for over five. years. Oh, dude, his years. beard smells like literal piss. Literal piss. Everything that's bad Ooh, for he us, swished it around first. Like injecting heavy metals and aborted fetal cells right into your body is made to, made to seem good, and everything that's good for us, like drinking your piss, is made. So to he's seem saying bad. stem cells are bad, but drinking piss, your own piss is, is good. Is good. He, I you listen. He can drink his piss all he wants, but his sanctimonious attitude makes me crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna show how great I went. What's behind it? My him there? beautiful Orin. My Orin. He's just he's so so sanctimonious. Like ugh. Anyway, dude, go go have your piss. It's fine. Uh, the problem is that your, your urine is clearing shit out. Yeah, it, it's clearing shit. Yeah, particularly, yeah. Uh, particularly, um, uh, uh, the the uh, shit. I'm thinking uh, urea, urea, and it will accumulate, and you become uremic. That's what uremia is: the accumulation of urea. And so, congratulations, Mr. Yogi. You'll uh, have uremia at the end of this, and that'll be fun. But, Drew, isn't there something also, like, I've heard people that, uh, I don't know, do, like, uh, mushrooms or molly or something. Like, I've heard people be like, oh, if you drink your piss after you You get it back again, it comes back even more concentrated. Well, methamphetamine is about five times more concentrated in the semen than in the blood. So they can drink their own semen if they want their more meth. Oh, really, dude? Very cool. That's actually pretty awesome. (laughs) You're naming it. cool things now. <laughs> so there you go. So if I if I smoke meth and then a girl blows me, she'll get meth high. She could get some meth. Yeah. That's fucking sick. You know, yeah, that is a great way to get a meth head. To yeah, blow I had you. a patient. I had a patient claim that she was getting high afterwards, and I was like, oh come on. And I looked it up. Like, oh, well, blow a hole. That's it crazy. Is. Yeah. So uh, okay, what else you got there? Uh, all right. So th- what I'm about to show if you, you t- if somebody did coke uh. and then you took their booger that had a lot of coke in it and then dabbed it, would that give you a crack high? You you yeah. I mean, if you if you have I mean, essentially this is a fu- this you, is you, a we are learning now. This is a good it, show. It, it's any cocaine that you volatilize and it goes like when you snort cocaine, it goes into your bloodstream yeah. through your liver and then finally to your brain. When you smoke it, it goes lungs, brain. Yeah, immediately. It's no, you can't. You can't even. It's not even as quick as if you inject it. Yeah, it's a more. It's a the whole surface area of the, of the lung is exposed. The cocaine absorbs it, goes right to your brain. Okay, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, so the booger, booger, coke boogers, da- and a dab rig. What do we call that? Uh, I mean, smoking crack, right? Smoking crack? bugs. <laughs> yeah, no, smoking. All right. Anyway, bugs. Uh, whatever. Next. <laughs> All right. So this, this next video is, uh, Drew, since you're a doctor, uh, and Lewis, since you have experience too, uh, if you guys could decide if this is drugs or mental illness. Uh-oh. Is he face down? Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, you, that you is... explain what you're seeing? Yeah, that, that is usually... Um, I, <laughs> When I've seen that in the past, that kind of thing, I call it St. Vita's Dance, and it's usually meth. And it's uh, a guy just kind of writhing around. And it's probably meth and fentanyl or heroin, to be fair. It's, it's probably, probably a little column A, a little column B. It's probably yeah. him being a psychopath and being a drug addict. No, maybe. And by now, he looks like he's been doing it long enough that the meth has made him probably psychotic also. So, so you have meth psychosis, you have the effects of meth, you have the opioid. The floppiness is the opioid. And there you go. Good times, everybody. No, I've seen a lot of these kind of meth doing these kind of weird choreoacetoid movements. I, I don't know. I don't. It's just very strange. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it reminded me of my mother. Actually, it was nice. Oh, ooh, it's really nice. Ugh. Was that her drug? Uh she did heroin mm, alone. Heroin was her drug. Old school. Yeah, yeah. Is she clean now? Or is she? No, she died. Uh, yeah. w- wait a minute. I thought you're 
both of them are gone. Yeah, my yeah. dad died when I was four. My mom died uh, when I was 22. Was, was that addiction? Uh, sort of. She got cancer and then mm. just sort of stopped getting like treatment and mm. sort of using drugs again, like killed mm. herself with drugs because mm. she was just sort of over being alive. You know, this is literally funnier this story than that other guy who wrote the story about his dad dying yes yes it is just, i just wanted to prove how yeah. you can make your parent dying yes. being funny yeah, thank you for that uh okay that was uh <laughs> 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 you're gonna make fun of wnba tickets now <laughs> not uh not me but some another guy would you rather have a ticket to a wnba game or one dollar one dollar there you go, man. Which one would you rather have? That's hilarious. All right. Thank you. Neither. Uh, Neither. <laughs> Neither. This is courtside ticket. Does that change your mind? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ah, this guy rules. <laughs> well, he's making some kind of point, that's for sure. Uh, uh, and don't you have some horrible or hilariouses in there? Yeah, I sure yeah. do. Or TikToks, too. There should be some TikToks. We barely touched some of those. Uh, here's a horrible or hilarious. Okay. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh, that was kind of hilarious. But but any any time I was sort of a rule that when the head or the or the um, neck gets involved, oh, he lost some teeth. Oh. Mm. Oh, it's horrible. Mm. It's a little kid. But Drew, you thought that was funny? Until he started crying. I thought it was an adult, first of all. It really does matter. So if he got up and his friends were just laughing at him, it'd be funny. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. But because he was alone and then he had no friends taping himself (laughs) started crying he was too old to also cry from hurting himself it was horrible it was fucking horrible uh all right here's another horrible or hilarious no no oh my god what the hell what did he do I can't even tell what it's happened. It's one of those high trampoline jumps yeah and then I think the thing that they jump from like a cherry picker type thing he just kind of kind of bumped it with his back oh i thought he was trying to get back up onto it let's see no, no. oh i see he just bumped it that's hilarious he bumped his butt yeah. that's hilarious good for him um is there a uh tiktok we can look at I want, i'd be interested to look at some of the talkers with uh lewis see what he thinks of these people yeah it's, come on now. It's, 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 i'm not on like tiktok you want tiktok a yeah. little bit you have one yeah i i did some information medical information and stuff on I there stay away stay away I'm i don't trust eating it. too much and gaining weight well, that's Ed Asner. Yeah, that's actual Ed Asner. We have a there's a famous character here at your mom's house that looks and acts like Ed Asner, but he's uh, masturbating to a young twink. So, <laughs> so it's a little bit disturbing. Okay. Okay. Sherry, right. Sherry, what are you doing? Uh, you know, if you need something, just ask me for it. And I'll be happy to get it for you. I just don't like people coming in here and rummaging. Through the galley, oh, yeah. opening compartment. Would you things. relax a little bit? What are relax. you so uptight about? I'm not you uptight. You've been ordering me around ever since I've gotten on this airplane. Uh, I haven't been ordering you around. It's just that you come into this galley and you rummage through the compartments and then I can't find anything. It's hard for me to keep organized. Look, I'm trying to do you a favor. What the hell are we watching? There's like another two minutes of this. Is this literally something that happens? It, is there... This is like some training video, like okay, 70s right. for stewardesses. Okay, I was I don't know, say. it's Christina's curation. Okay. I don't know, she finds these, these weird stuff. Okay, that's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> what is he doing? The guy rock climbing? He's just practicing techniques. 
He's like lying down and then just kind of hoisting himself up. It's no, it's, but I think he's like practicing if he's ever way up a cliff and has to go over a ledge. He's got his balls caught though. Yeah. I uh, I don't understand why anyone would watch this stuff. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm, when people are scrolling, like I don't I don't get it. It's like what is it? I don't get it. Am I retarded? Is it I, me? I, no, I don't even get why it shows up on people's curations. Yeah. People's. Like, Christina, what is wrong with her? Yeah, I understand she, why, like, a hot girl dancing shows up. You're like, yeah. all right, I get yeah. why people There's are a lot of that. that. But that's crazy. One more. Here, you can, know what? go back to voicemails, I think, I think. You know what? Here's a video that I think you guys will like. All right. Hey, girls. So I want to give you girls a little bit more tips on how I manipulate men. Hell and yeah. I told you, girls, when you first meet a guy, listen to everything they're saying because... You can use their strength and their weaknesses against them. So, for example, Sales. if they're a businessman and they're constantly bragging about how good they are, their businesses are going, you can say, babe, I know that you're struggling a little bit and I'm not too sure if you can help me out, but A, B, and C, D, this is what I need. They are going to be triggered. She needs a boob lift. That's like, what she needs. I'm not trying to be an asshole. You are triggering emotion but this out is... of them to get something you want. But this is the sales one on one. This is what you were doing. Sales, yeah. You she have was, to listen you, to her. You would have hired her. And for a street team person, one hundred percent, she yeah. would have been. She would have crushed it selling yeah. comedy club tickets yeah. on the street. But that's what it is. You let you you ask them questions. Where are you from? What are you doing? How long are you in town for? Who are you meeting? How many people do you got with you? You have all the information that you need in order to sell them comedy club yeah. tickets. <laughs> or, or manipulate them. Like and, men. Yeah. yeah. All right. We like that one. You got any more in that lane? Do you see where I'm coming? And you girls are like so scared. Y'all just have to be bold for this and make it sound very innocent. You do not want to offend him. We can do this with our baby voices. Oh. If he's a doctor, you can use <laughs> oh. um, his strengths against him. Like he's super smart. You can say, babe, I know you're just a doctor, but do you know anything about this? He's going to be like, yeah, just because I'm a doctor doesn't know. It doesn't mean I don't <laughs> know. Drew, you would do that. Of course I would. She's fucking course. nailing you right now. Of course. Well, she is no, nailing you. No, she is a Beelzebub. She is the devil. <laughs> yeah. she, she, is, she, is, she is a dangerous person. I know you're person. just a doctor, but you probably wouldn't even know how to, she, you know. She is a dangerous person. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, a friend of mine uh, treats a lot of uh, young females, and uh, she says the, the young female sociopaths are the most dangerous oh, yeah, people walking crazy. around. They're crazy. Because they, they do this. They get anything they want. And I, li I like a crazy woman. Oh, I, so, I, you, so you like her. You like her a lot. I like now that I found out how crazy she was. Yeah. I like her more. Yeah, yeah. I do like a crazy chick. That's like my type. It's just like yeah. whatever it is, dude. It just gets me going. Well, See, it's dangerous. But it's it's where your attachments were in your childhood, right? Yeah, I do have a crazy mother. Yeah, right. and so it, it you'll always be sort of even if you got therapy, you'll always be sort of prone that way. But now with have you had, you said you, did you mention you had a therapist at one point? Not you, Drew. No, but you'd had one. No. Not you. you, you don't not do me. This. I'm not going to do it. No, but don't do this to me. No, I'm not going to cry on the Dr. No. show. I'm not going to do that. That would be easy. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah, I've gone to therapy a okay, bunch. Okay, yeah. And so I'm sure this, all this stuff comes up, right? And so, yeah, of course. And so, you're, and so you're still, even with good therapy, you'll still be attracted to that kind of person, but not so crazy, really. Yeah. You'll sort of, you'll be good. You know, no, I've, recon I've recognized that crazy people bring crazy out of me, and that's not a good mm -hmm. means to an end. So. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's lightning bolts when you find that person, yeah. but you know where it's going oh, yeah. in all cases. So yeah. that's the way Ellis Mania. Ellis Mania. It's me and her. One-on-one, -on -one. <laughs> Ellis Mania. Let's go. Do you have more to show us? We're having a good time with these. <laughs> um, let me see what else I could 
get you. Where are you going from here? Where you are you out on the road after Austin? After Austin, I'll be in oh Kansas City, Missouri. Then me and Aaron are back in Nashville, Huntsville, Alabama. I gotta come. I'm in the city. I'm in Manhattan all the time. I gotta come visit you guys. Oh yeah, please, dude. You gotta come do Legion of Skanks. You have guests. Yes, dude. Let's set that up right now. A hundred percent. We'll get literally the next Monday night. You're in New York City. We'll get you on Legion of Skanks. I'm in New York. We do drink. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I don't like drinking heavily. I really don't like drinking heavily. I love it. Dude, you're set a week from Monday? I'm going to be there a week from Monday. I, I think, might, we, I I think we got Mickey Gall, who's a UFC fighter, on that night. You and Mickey Gall on the same show would be a killer show. What yeah, a crazy, and, wild and, bunch. And then I'm going to be there like three or four weeks after that, too. So, All right. So well, either date. Yeah. Either date. We'll okay. make it work. I, I, it's possible I have something on a Monday night when I get there. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. Let okay. me know. But all right, Legion of Skanks, you can see me there. Do you do you uh, do you air it same week typically? We so we're live. We go live every Monday night. Okay, so what do we do here? How uh-huh. do we promote this? I mean, it probably would have already happened. Yes, it would have already happened. Oh, yes. when does this one come out? In, after that. Uh, <laughs> well, let's get but you on. The, let's get you on the one. And, and no, we can do that too. I'll, we'll I'll do them pull, both. I'll, I'll push, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love the Lower East Side. Oh yeah, we, can you do skank hands for me? What is that? So you got to crush your thumbs and you can do that. You got to go to the camera. We got to get Doctor Drew doing skank hands. This is skank hands. Did I do it right? You got to do it to go the camera. Go over here. See there we go. There you are doing it right. It That's right? beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful yeah. skank hands. Yeah, because the logo is that. So it's kind of like you're doing the logo with your hands. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. I found a whole new world. It's crazy. It's gonna be a, a blast. whole new world. There's <laughs> <laughs> so that voice. Uh, all right. Uh, do you have anything to show us before we? Uh, Wrap this thing up. We we could just go on and on and on. Sure, here. yeah. I got one more All fun right. clip and then we can wrap it up. All right. Hey, listen, for those of you that do not understand ATM etiquette, I got I'm gonna teach you a little something, okay? I just left the ATM. It's just one little small little room with just one ATM in there. I swiped my card to get in the room. A man came behind me, right up on me. I'm getting ready to put my card into the ATM machine, but he's so close up on me, so I look back at him. You know, if anybody looks back at you because you're too fucking close, that means get the fuck back, right? So he still doesn't move. I don't give a shit if the mandate was lifted, no mask mandate or whatever. You're still supposed to practice social distancing. We like her. We like this woman. So since he didn't, guess what I did? I farted on his ass. The fart was loud and it was funky. He gonna look at me and say, ugh, and then leave up out of the room. You should have been, you should have waited outside in the first goddamn place. You're not supposed to be in there all up on somebody when they're trying to get their money out. Hey, listen, if you in the ATM or you if somebody too close up on you, all you got to do is just fart on them. Make sure it's loud and it's funky. Well, I didn't expect her to go there, but I love her no. still. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's great. My type of woman. Your my type, type of crazy. Your thing. Your yeah. thing. And uh, I, I wonder if I were the principal at the school where she taught, I'd have to call her and have a little <laughs> conversation with her about her TikToks. But anyway, who am I to say? Uh, all right, so Legion of Skanks, everybody. Uh, also go to gasdigitalpodcast.com. Gasdigitalnetwork.com. Gasdigitalnetwork.com. And, uh, yeah, come and see me and Aaron Berg on the Offend Everyone tour. It's, uh, it's a lot of fucked up jokes. Very, very dirty. We had a bunch of special guests coming on the tour with us as well. So, right. uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And we appreciate you being Good here. Man. Thanks. Good to see you. I'll see you very soon. Very soon, my friend. All right, take care. See you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts are posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.